At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of Big Bets here on Vison Dave Ross and Mall Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Going to have Mike Pritchard join us here, hour number two. Of course, Pritchard uh, knows what it's like to play in the biggest games. Certainly did that winning a national championship at Colorado. And uh, playoff season is upon us here, the second season in the NFL. So can't wait to pick his brain on all, that's, uh, all the comes and goings here in the NFL. But before we do that... I do want to go back to our college basketball discussion and uh, round out a pretty good card uh, on the uh, docket tonight for college basketball. Gonzaga, they're going to go to BYU tonight, and they're going to lay six and a half. Now, remember, BYU is not ranked. We know the Zags' top ten team. Doesn't feel like a typical Mark Few Gonzaga team. Something we talked about, you talked about earlier this year, the guard play for the Zags doesn't seem like it's normally what it is, which is elite. They've always had great guard play for Mark Few at Gonzaga. Is this number too big on the road? Is this a possible trip-up spot for the Zags tonight? I don't think so. I don't think Mark Pope's team is that good. Now, the Marriott Center has traditionally been a tough place to play, but when I look at this Cougars team, just not as good as in years past. I still think, you know, we're discounting the Zags because it's like discounting Alabama this year, right? Oh, they're not playing for a national title, so they're not as good. Yeah, that's true in terms of being factual, However, they're still a great program, and that's the same thing with the Zags. Still a great program. I, I think they're going to be able to win this game and cover. Um, I don't want to lay six and a half, though, but I'm not taking the Cougars here at home. Normally, BYU in Provo, that's a team I like to take, uh, but not here today. Th- this team, to me, a little bit inconsistent. Um, Traore has got to stay out of foul trouble tonight. Uh, he, if he gets in foul trouble against Drew Timmy, they're in trouble in this game. They've got to shoot the ball well. Only 33% from uh, the perimeter for BYU, Dave. That's a, that's a disappointing number for a team that's pretty good. Gonzaga's still 38% from beyond the arc. Mark Few's team, too much talent, too much offensive firepower. I think Strother has a big game tonight. Okay, very quickly, just to project for a second. Mm-hmm. Right now, as the eighth-best team in the country, according to the polls, yeah. they would be seeded in, slotted in as a two-seed in the NCAA tournament. Is this a two seed in your in your eyes? And if so, would they be a you know how we like to say a dangerous two to upset one of those ones in the uh, the round of eight? Yeah, real quickly: Houston, Kansas, Purdue, Alabama, Tennessee, Connecticut, UCLA, and the Zags. Arizona at nine, Texas at ten. By the way, Texas with an incredible win last yeah, night. Yeah, what a comeback! Coming back down eighteen and getting the win, and. Kansas State and the job Jerome Tang has done. By the way, if you've got a bet for college national basketball coach of the year, Ooh. Jerome Tang is your guy right now at K State. Um, 
I, I think they're right there. I think the reason why I went down to Texas and Kansas State and 11 teams, uh, because I think any of these teams could be a one or two or a three seed and are capable of beating the other teams. I still believe that when you look at net rating offensively and defensively, Houston is two on both. Youngstown State, number one offensively. Tennessee, number one defensively. To me, the best team in college basketball is still Houston. I know Connecticut's lost three out of four, but they've been road games at um, Providence. Yeah. Uh, at uh, Marquette last night. Marquette's been a really good team. So to answer your question, they're dangerous. I think the problem for them is the lack of guard play. Uh, Nemhart was terrific for them last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just don't have that quality guard play. And we know in March, guard play matters. certainly matters big time. So again, we'll find out where they're slotted right now. They'd be slotted to around a two seed. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, the tree, yes. is going to go up to Washington tonight. And the Huskies going to lay two in conference play, a total of 136 and a hook. I know you like this game. Tell me which side you like. Yeah, I like UW here. The Huskies at home at Hackhead. I think they get it done. They've lost five in a row. Good opportunity to get off, uh, you know, the losing streak here. Brooks has been tremendous so far for this team, averaging 16 points a game. The big thing when you look at Stanford is you've got to be able to con- contain uh, Seth, excuse me, Spencer Jones. If you can do that, you've got a great chance. Uh, this team has been inconsistent. I think Jared Hass is going to have his last season here on the farm. Mm. This team gets blown out at Hoss Pavilion. I know it's a rivalry game against Cal, but tonight uh, I, I like UW at home. Uh, they get the win uh, in this matchup. Not a great team in Washington. Look, this is not a play I would you know pound like I would Penn State or um, St. John's from a couple of nights yeah. ago, but I still like Washington. Just You don't have two good teams here. This is a game with their length and athleticism. Washington should be able to have a difference in this one. You contain Spencer Jones. You should walk out of here with the W. Well, I love like some of your your stronger plays, if you will, over the last couple nights have been short numbers mm-hmm. and home teams against teams that struggle struggle right now. Well, Indiana can score, but that had been struggling, right? So you had Butler coming into St. John's. Yeah. The, the number wasn't out of hand. St. John's wins by double digits, covers that number easily. Penn State last night, that number actually dropped to one and a half. Yeah, I saw that before tip-off, yep. And they win by almost 20. And you're in a similar situation. So this is kind of the the plays you're looking for to identify on a nightly college basketball card. Yeah, for me, it's a few factors, right? Two plays, it was funny. A friend of mine called called me up last night, chewed me out for taking Connecticut. He's one of the few people that could get away with it. (laughs) And I said, you know, I agreed with him because he goes, you're not the kind of person that takes a road favorite unless you're covering it like it's a decent number. Two and a half, three is generally a tricky number. Connecticut did have an 11 point first half lead, yep. but a little bit disappointed where they play. But Marquette's a good team, especially at home. Um, you know, we saw last night at UC Davis down the entire game against Northridge. Line was seven. It opened at five and a half. You liked it at five and a half. I, I took it on the overnight at five and a half. I said, play this up to seven. They won by eight. <laughs> um, but to me, the big thing is you're looking to identify certain matchups. Butler's a team that can't score. The Johnnies turn you over. Right. 18 turnovers forced in that game against Butler. In certain matchups you're looking at, the length, the, z- the zone that Washington plays tonight, that'll be a real challenge for Stanford. They're not consistent shooting the ball from the perimeter. Now you're on the road. You tend to get a few fewer calls in those situations. Washington, Menafield, the freshman, has been pretty good for them. Uh, he's got to find some consistency. But they're not a great team, but this is a game you've got to be able to win. You're at home. Hackhead used to be a great home court advantage at Hackhead Pavilion up there, but it hasn't been. And, uh, you know, Mike Hopkins is another guy. Just like I mentioned, Jared Haas on the hot seat, similar situation here. But if you're UW, you got to win this one. And by the way, uh, your UC Davis play, let's just say that one, for instance. Yeah. You said you gave it out last yesterday here in the program, five and a half. You played it up to seven. Mm-hmm. The line closed seven and a half, yeah. and they won by eight. So you have – what a mall does here, people, and you should do this at home. There's a number where it's like, I'm not going past that number, right? It's playable here, and then it gets out of whack. And w- when it gets out of whack, don't play, don't chase those bad numbers. You got the good one at five and a half. They win by eight. If you took it at seven, seven and a half, yeah, you covered, but it got dicey. And so, again, you're always looking for the best of the number to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room in a situation like that. Yeah, you know, and I'm glad you brought that point up, Dave. That's a really good point from a betting standpoint because – when you look at some of these numbers, UC Davis on the road, I, I'm not thrilled about laying seven, but I know how bad the Matadors are. Yep. And Trent Johnson, I, I remember there was a sequence this year one time. They were down, I don't know, seven or eight against Northern Colorado. They did not get a foul. They had to foul. Northern Colorado took the entire shot clock down and threw the ball up with one on the shot clock, and they didn't even foul. It was, and they, I love it. The play-by-play guy for the Matadors like, 
What are you doing? Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> he wasn't going to go full me and just be like, yo, these guys are idiots. But the reality of it was they were. And so you want certain numbers where you can kind of hone in on. But there's certain spots. Last night I said with Penn State, I said I would take this number or the Johnnies. I think it was up yep. to four. It was two and a half. Um, you want certain numbers and you're comfortable with. But there's certain situations, Dave, I'm not uncomfortable laying a number that's gone up a point, point and a half. The reason why I don't like it in the Oregon game tonight is I'm not 100% convinced that the Ducks win this game at home. If this were two years ago in Dana's team, no problem. You want three, three and a half, four, five, don't worry about it. It's going to be a tie game at the half. Ducks are winning this thing by 10 or 11. And, it's not the case. And that's that's the thing. If it, Like this Oregon-Arizona State game yeah. here, Amal is not convinced that Oregon wins the game outright, let alone land five. So, again, those are good ways to handicap these things in college basketball. And we just talked about it, and that was our pro tip in hour number one. It's tough to win. Conference games are different, right? Yeah. Conf- we know how uh, you beat each other up in conference, right? So, normally, if you're laying a, a number like this at five, might be a good opportunity if you like Arizona State tonight to grab the five because Amal's not convinced that Oregon wins the game outright. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's interesting? I saw now a number at five, five and a half in certain spots. We have it at five here at DraftKings and at South Point. But um, I, I got to tell you, Dave, there's something you got to pay attention to because so many of these matchups, you saw it last night, perfect example, or um, uh, Charleston against Wilmington, right? Mm-hmm. COC's been tremendous this year, ranked in the top 25. They've got an 11-point lead at halftime on the road in Wilmington. They end up winning the game by two points. I think the number Ooh. was two, two and a half. So the one thing I would just tell people, be cautious a little bit when laying certain types of numbers in certain matchups. Now, you've got a team that you think, you know, Arizona-Oregon State is not a good example because the number is so skewed. We know Arizona's going to win the game. R- right. right? You know, yeah. You you would expect them to be able to. By the way, I'll tell you right now, if you're Tommy Lloyd and you lose that game. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's exactly. Uh, but all, all I'm saying is be cautious in certain spots with certain numbers, certain teams. You know, perfect example last night on the road. Rutgers ends up winning I think by two. Northwestern. Yes. Yep. They hit a three-point shot with about 14 seconds remaining. They were down four with a minute to go. Boo-boo, he hits a bank shot. Luckily goes in. And they actually hit a couple of free throws. That's why they ended up winning by three. But they were up one. Northwestern with a last shot opportunity. I mean, that thing could have ended one. So on the road in these short numbers, you don't want to lay a ton. But if it's at home... You're okay going from two, two and a half, three, maybe three and a half, depending on the situation. And, you know, again, you look at that total, too, in the Rutgers-Northwestern game last night, 126 and a half. Yeah. And it lands 127, yeah. right? So, like, the reason why we, we harp on this stuff here at the network is these numbers, they're not giving out free candy, right? right. These numbers are tight. So you have to try to get the best of the number. And that's why Amal's exercise last night with UC Davis is a perfect example. Well, he got the better of the number of five and a half. He said on the network – don't go over seven. That's where it's going to get dicey. They win by eight. The, these things are to a point. So, again, Northwestern, that thing is a half-point difference here uh, for the total at 126 and a half, and it lands 127. That's why these numbers, you always want to try to find the best of them. It's not always going to matter, yeah. but it will burn you eventually if you keep playing bad numbers consistently. Excellent summation, Dave. They're absolutely on point. But they did give out a little bit of gravy last night at Coach K Court. Duke was down 11 at the break. They come back and absolutely smoke pit in the second Good half. Good second half number for Duke. Yeah, absolutely. They cover that one. They were down 11. They were minus eight, uh, eight and a half, nine, depending on where you got the number. Uh, but they win that one by 19 in the second half. Uh, but but don't cover the overall number, correct. which was eight and a half. Eight and a half. I said, I thought Pittsburgh was the side last night. Right. And they were in it. And you got a little dicey late, but give uh, Duke credit for coming back and winning that one. Excellent exercise, Amal. And that's that's the point here. Every night, people get the best of the number like Amal tries to do each and every day. Long term, that's going to lead to success when you're betting college basketball. When we come back, Mike Pritchard, former number one pick, or first round pick, former national champion. He knows all about what it's like to play in the biggest games on any stage. We'll talk all things NFL with Pritch next here on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com. Check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings Odd every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all the actions. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. It is Thursday. We're getting ready for wild card weekend, super wild card weekend here. I still don't like the fact they're going to play a game on Monday night between the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Then the winner gets a short week, but I digress. Let's bring in Mike Pritchard, won a national championship in Colorado. Of course, he is the host of VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz here. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at MI Pritchard. And Pritchard, I-, I want to get off this point, but it does bother me that the winner of the Monday night game is going to get a short week in the playoffs. Does the NFL need to have a standalone game that badly just for ratings? Well, well, hold up. Let's, let's switch it and say <laughs> Seattle and San Francisco was playing Monday night and not the Cowboys. Would that's you be fine. all right with it. I'm totally okay, fine. See, with yeah, it. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man? We, uh, I think we played so much football and, Hell, we uh we revenue share now, Dave Ross. So I'm not mad at the NFL <laughs> for um uh, trying to maximize that situation with a Monday night game in the playoffs. I mean, uh, you expand the playoffs, right? That's what they wanted to do anyway right. by expanding the playoffs. So there we go. I I think the fellas can they're okay with it. They're still in the tournament, especially if you win. Yeah, great point you bring up there. Let's get into some of these matchups. Let's start the one between Dallas and uh, Tampa on Monday night here. Cowboys two and a half point favorite on the road down in Tampa. Dave, I'm sorry, Dave. Mike, any particular leans one way or the other in this matchup? Because well, you know where I'm leaning. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping off the table. Um, oh. but the reality is, when you look at this matchup, I, I think I can make yeah. an argument for either side. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have Tampa Bay on the teaser, uh, Amal. So I got them with the Bengals. Uh, so um, I, I like the matchup too. You know, not only the streak that Tom Brady has against the Cowboys, but. Uh, the mirror images of the, both football teams. Like you think about defensively for Tampa, uh, the reason why Dallas went after Micah Parsons is because of what Devin White was doing in the National Football League. Mm. So Devin White can cause problems rushing the passer. Uh, he's not a, a cover guy. Neither is Micah Parsons either, but he's also a, a run stopper. Uh, and so Dallas is going to have to deal with that with a, an offensive line that's not ideal 
uh, right now for the Cowboys. And then on the other side of the ball, offensively for Tampa, you know, Tom Brady has the quickest release in the National Football League. Uh, he is third in the league with yards after the catch for quarterback. Now, I know they throw it a lot, but still the playmaking ability uh, once Tom Brady gets the ball out of his hands to Evans, to Godwin, who should be comeback player of the year, in my opinion, um, and also how he distributes the football, too. I mean, I, I think that could be troublesome uh, for the Cowboys. I know the Cowboys are not very good or strong against the run, uh, but I don't know if Tampa wants to do that anyway. I mean, their comfort zone uh, is letting Tom Brady distribute the football, like I mentioned. So I think it's a favorable matchup despite the records uh, that we saw in a regular season. Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, a couple points. One, 45 was my favorite linebacker to watch until 11 came into the league, right? I just right, I zone right. in on those guys and watch their dynamic. You mentioned Godwin should be comeback player of the year. I know everybody wants to give that award to Saquon Barkley. Uh, there's other guys out there. Why do you think Godwin should win that award? Well, he's over 1,000 yards, and I mean, I don't know – uh, if he's ever been completely healthy, uh, you know, and then the surge that Tampa Bay has made, uh, it seems like when there was a disconnect between Tom Brady and Mike Evans that Godwin stepped up, mm. uh, you know, no Gronk, right? Uh, it, it's like Godwin's the new Gronk now. Uh, uh, but no, I, I thought he had an incredible year and we forget that he had the ACL injury uh, last year in the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I think that did happen in the playoffs, right? I yeah, can't remember correct. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he really hasn't even like, like, you know, Michael Gallup coming off an, mm -hmm. an, an ACL as well does not look like he's reached the level that a Godwin's reached in a similar time frame. So Pritch, I'm right there with you. And the other thing is as a Cowboy backer, the thing that concerns me in this game is the Bucks can't run the ball. And you made the mm -hmm. point about yards after the catch where the Cowboys are, are have a real deficiency is in the back four. So I know the total feels high to me at 45 and a half, but I think it's going to be bombs away for Brady and they're going to eschew the run and say, you got to stop 12 and stop, and stop the weapons. And you got one guy in digs and then good luck with everybody else trying to cover the other guys. Right. I mean, it's going to come down to Tom Brady and his accuracy too, because okay, Dallas and, and Quinn, what he's going to call defensively, it's probably the two high safeties with the cover two underneath. So trail technique, uh, by some defensive backs and maybe try to jump a pass or two, but at least get in the throwing lanes. Because like you mentioned, Dave, uh, Tampa does not run the ball. They don't run the ball very well. Uh, so you can you can afford to have two high safeties to kind of take that away with that trail technique. So if I'm Tom Brady and I know that, uh, I mean, you know, there's some rub routes, there's some crossing routes and stuff like that uh, that you can fight that with. And plus he's throwing the trees out there. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, the catch radius for those guys <laughs> Uh, and Tom Brady, I mean, that's impressive, even against uh, trail technique man-to-man -man coverage. Yeah, you mentioned it. Mike Evans, talk about criminally underrated. I think, what, ninth consecutive year, 1,000 yards? I mean, who else has done that in this league? Jerry Rice, and uh, I'm drawing a blank on who else. Maybe did. Michael Irvin? No, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you guys are right. I mean, look, they've got advantages on the outside. Clearly, yeah. Tampa Bay does yeah. over, over the Cowboys. But you're right. Quinn's going to try to scheme something up uh, to, to try to slow them down. Yeah, absolutely right. Uh, Mike, I know we're supposed to talk NFL here, but I'm, I'm fired up about Prime going to uh, Colorado. I want to talk to you about that. If you do okay. take a job there, and if you need a bag man, I am available. Uh, but tell me what your <laughs> thoughts on are, are on CU and the interest in the program. I mean, I think Tad Boyle is a tremendous college basketball coach. Yeah. I, you see certain schools like Alabama with Nate Oates on the basketball court and obviously Nick Saban. They're doing well in both sports there. Um, it seems like from a, I would assume from whether it's in Denver and around the nation, there's a resurgence in an interest that's revitalized in CU football. I, I'm telling you right now, I am almost excited as excited for CU football next year as I am to watch Ohio State and Georgia and some of these other teams. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Amal. I mean, spring ball is going to be a hot ticket, I think. Yeah. I mean, we might even sell out the spring ball game uh, from what I'm hearing. <laughs> uh, and that's going to be on the Pac-12 network. I mean, the Pac-12 certainly, uh, and I'm on the football council, so we're trying to showcase the Pac-12, that conference, a little bit more. Uh, and, and so looking for spring ball games on television, much like the SEC does. I think that's uh, uh, going to be much watch TV. But it, it reminds me of when I went to Colorado, Amal. Um, I mean, you know, when I was coming out of college, I mean, out of high school, uh, it was SC, you know, for me and, and UCLA, you know, watching Gaston Green and Eric Ball. I mean, I wanted to be a tailback at UCLA or, <laughs> or even Washington, right, yeah. uh, with Don James. But, uh, you know, the prolific teams were Nebraska and OU. And then you had Miami uh, across. Uh, and so I just wanted to go to Orange Bowl. Uh, and I know because if you went to the Orange Bowl, you were playing for a national championship. And uh, that was the Big Eight. And so the Big Eight 
uh, was much like the SEC is now. And so what we've seen over recent years, you throw the Big Ten in there too, uh, student athletes, they want to go to those schools, you know, primarily Georgia, Alabama, um, Ohio State, Clemson, you know, Michigan. But now that we have the college football playoff and the expansion, you're, you're, you're seeing variety, much like I think college football needs to have anyway, which will be great for us as betters. Uh, and so what Coach Prime has carved out uh, is another destination, you know, another destination to be high profile because you know that's going to come with uh, Coach Prime. Uh, another destination because you're going to be on TV because of Coach Prime. And another destination because there's history uh, there with the program. So that means support, too, right? NIL is incredible right now for the University of Colorado. So there's a lot of excitement. Uh, Got to get the job done on the field, but uh, it's heading in the right direction, though. Yeah, I love what you said there. A couple of things. You know, first of all, I'm glad your team won a national title. And the reason I say that is I look at Ohio State's team this year. They had a ton of talent. A lot of guys going to be drafted. Bama mm-hmm. looks at it probably the same way. They had so much talent at CU. It was deserving of a national title. It's like that same thing with the dog father up at Washington when Don James yeah. and then won a national title. So much talent. Yeah. You want to go by the wayside. But one thing Pritch didn't mention, I'm promising you right now, the Pac-12 network is going to put USC and UCLA their games at home are going to be on at about 3 a.m. You talk about punishment <laughs> for leaving the league. I think so. And by the way, yeah. uh, CU right now is uh, 20,000 uh, plus 20,000 to win the national championship next year with Dion. But he's on. They're on the board, Prince. That's the way I look at it. There. I know, right? At least <laughs> we're on the board. They're man. on the board. <laughs> That's uh, like me finishing 50th in the Heisman. I was on the board. I was on the board. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Prince. You know, we saw the news today that Kirby Smart has been given permission to talk to the Arizona Cardinals. We saw David Shaw is going to talk to the Denver Broncos about their head coaching job. You played, obviously, winning a national championship at the highest level, first-round pick of the NFL. Normally, it doesn't work out for college coaches going pro. Why is it such a different and tough uh, transition? Well, you have to create your own culture. You have to get the players to buy in. Uh, Like Jimmy Johnson, go back there. What did he do? He stripped that roster down, and he got people that he could coach Mm -hmm. and people that wanted to be a part of it. Uh, and you know, a lot of times and from going from college to the national football, like you don't have that time to do that. Uh, but you know, if, if you're Kirby smart, this is interesting, uh, because what else does he have left to do? Um, if he does want to prove himself on, on that level, but I think it's incumbent on any college coach that comes to the national football league, you got to be able to turn the roster over to the players that you can coach and can relate to you. If you don't, uh, you have zero chance of being successful in the league. You make some great points there, but I believe this is just a bluff. I don't think he's yeah. going anywhere. He is Georgia through and through. This is just a money play, and I think he's got a chance to go down as one of the greatest coaches of all time just based on the run he's already started and look at his age. Yeah. Didn't he get an extension, though? Or yeah. Mike, Bill Gates doesn't have enough money. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's true. Good point. Fritz, you're the best. We love him. Check him out. Pro Football Blitz on the weekends here at Visa. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, well, the VSIN experts have got you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits are going to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down the brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VSIN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN slash subscribe. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We keep rolling on this edition of Big Bets. It's great to have Mike Pritchard on each and every Thursday. you got to watch the Pro Football Blitz and listen on the network. What a resource it is to have a guy like Pritch, who's been there, done that in both college and the NFL. When we look ahead now to the playoff pictures here in the AFC and the NFC, some pretty good numbers out there, plus money, if you want to jump at it today as you try to navigate those waters as to just who will be playing for that sticky Lombardi trophy at the end of this second season that is the playoffs. Now, the Chiefs, obviously, are the favorites in the AFC. To win the AFC, plus $1.70. Now, remember, there is a caveat this year to being that number one seed. Yes, they have home field, but if it's against the Bills, that would now be at a neutral site at the Mercedes-Benz Dome down there in the ATL. So that's why when you look at the Bills, 2-1 to to win the AFC – They've got to play an extra game. Now, that extra game is now against the Dolphins. No Tua Tungo Vailoa. 
They're a 13-point favorite to win that game. So some people might say, well, it's not that big a deal. It's still an extra game. It's still taxing on your body. There still could be injuries, unfortunately, that come out of this game. So, Amal, when you handicap the fact that the Bills, because of this new convoluted system, have to play an extra game, even though it would be a neutral site against Kansas City, how big advantage of an advantage do the Chiefs have? It's huge. And remember the other thing, a couple of factors here. Buffalo controlled their own destiny, right? They had to win in Cincinnati, and then if they beat New England, which they did, they would have had home field advantage. Now, if you're Patrick Mahomes and a team that likes to throw the ball, you don't have to deal with wind or any other conditions going into Orchard Park in January. I mean, now you're going to play in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. I mean, you talk about a great opportunity. You know, Kelly and I were talking about this with the college football playoff. I said, one thing with C.J. Stroud, I said, he's going to be much, much better indoors. And we saw in his performance against Georgia. and And it's the same thing here. Mahomes is great. Allen can throw the ball through a wall. But these guys are going to be electric in a dome. Yeah. It's going to be unbelievable how well they perform. I think guys that are, that can throw the ball with tremendous accuracy and weather doesn't become a factor, they can just pick you apart. Um, I, I, think like, favor, I think it favors Josh Allen a little bit more. Why, why is that? I think because I, I, of the legs factor. I think because of the legs factor. You're not having to run through any snow or anything like that. He's, he's their whole offense, man. Were you seeing four feet of snow on the field? <laughs> No, I'm saying if it was, if it was, it was Buffalo or Kansas City. I, I didn't know there was going to be, like, snow plows, cars uh, on the road and things whatever, like that. Whatever. I'm just saying, listen, 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 dude, you can't say dumb things and get away with it here. <laughs> I mean, You don't think run, running indoors is a difference than running outdoors in, this, in that kind of weather? Well, you know, the, you know the other guys, 11 guys on defense have to run sure. in the same weather conditions. Sure. I mean, I, well, this, I, is, I, this I is not like the 100-meter dash. Oh, you ran a 10-1-2, but it was wind-aided, <laughs> wind-aided, so we're going to have to cancel the record here. I mean, what is this guy talking about? I'm on, I'm on a mall side here. I think the Dome perspective favors the Chiefs more than would the Bills. Like, if you're playing outdoors, to me, that's Buffalo. I yeah. know Kansas City plays in cold temps, too, to Kelly's point. But to me, if you do have this matchup, one versus two, I think it does favor Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs a little bit. I absolutely do. You know, I was going to criticize Kelly and apologize, but then I remembered he lived in Russia, so he has spent some time in cold weather. But I'm like, <laughs> beard. He, he can go Alaska, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about Alaska. But um, no, look, to me, I think Mahomes, best quarterback in the NFL, and as great as Josh Allen is, I don't even think Patrick Mahomes is seeing Josh Allen's headlights. Mm. I think there's that much of a separation. But the mobility, and you know, Mahomes is very good at being mobile in certain situations where it's very crucial to picking up a first down. But in that dome, you're on that field turf, man, he becomes surgical. Now, the team, the elephant in the room here is the third team out of the big three right now in the AFC, and that's the Bengals. Now, if the Bengals get to the AFC title game, they're going to, and it's the Chiefs or the Bills, they got to go on the road to either Arrowhead or Orchard Park. So either, even though it looks juicy at plus 450, if, if the seeds play out, right? Now, even worse, they'd have to go to both, right? Either right, there, there's to go a scenario. To Orchard Park first, and then go to Kansas City. So you go, wow, plus 450 feels like a good number. But to Kelly's point, are they winning at Orchard Park and or at Arrowhead? Because there's no dome in their future. Yeah, you know, look, I understand if people want to criticize me for this. The Bengals have played great. They beat the Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead. They beat them again this year in the regular they were season. On their way to beating the Bills potentially. Well, you know, still a long way to go in the yeah. game, but. Dave, don't be that guy in the sports book when his team jumps out to a 2 nothing lead in basketball. So He's like, yeah, we got this one, boys. It's wrapped up. More cow. <laughs> oh, don't bring Shots fired. Hey, um, I had it, too. I had it, too. Uh, okay, you're allowed to do that. Uh, uh, just uh, pain. Pain still there. All still I'm pain. saying is that I get your guy's point on Cincinnati. I don't believe in the Bengals as much as everybody else. So does. that's not a good number. Plus 450. I love no. the Bengals. I would love to bet them at plus 450. I don't think that number's fair to to take into account having to go to Correct. Buffalo Correct. and go to Kansas City. Yeah. I'm just glad you said the right word, fair. Yeah. Cuz this is, is not brutal, fair. That is a brutal run we're asking this Bengals team. I think this is a better Bengals team right now than what they were last year in the Super Bowl. I think this team's extremely dangerous and they could do it. I think it's a lot to ask can, for them to do that. Can I interest either of you guys? In the L.A. Chargers today. Oh, at 10-1? to 1? I, I just think the Chargers are dangerous. I think they're going to beat the Jags. Yeah. Well, and then they would go to Kansas City. Considering I have a ticket at 
plus twelve fifty to win the AFC. I'm beautiful. Interested. I mean, Amal, I guess <laughs> if I had to make a bet in this market, right, that's the only thing I could make. That's the only bet I could make. Would well, be Chargers. Yeah, the numbers are everyone else. The numbers are not good enough, in my opinion. But the only problem there, and I'm with it because I got a ticket on the Chargers, right, from last year. But the only problem that I see is. You know, I I, re- I remember the great game, maybe the greatest playoff game I ever saw with the Chargers beat the Dolphins and Dan Fouts and Kellen Winslow was being dragged off the field in 82. The next week, glad they, the reference is four decades. The next week, those San Diego Chargers backwards. went to Cincinnati One and the, played in frigid temperatures. The AFC Championship At game. Riverfront Stadium, and they had no chance. You're telling me that the potentially soft moniker that the Chargers get, that they're going to be hardened and go to Kansas City or Buffalo in bad weather, in bad cold temps, and win that game? I mean, I like to believe it. I, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you. I'm not going to speak for you. But we're talking about making bets right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'd rather have a 10-1 to 1 in my pocket than a plus 450 when both teams probably have to make the same trips, right, at yeah. different times. They'd have to go Kansas City, then Buffalo if Buffalo beats uh, would beat uh, Cincinnati in this situation, but you still got to go play both. I'd rather have a ten to one than a plus four fifty. I'd if I was going to play the Bengals, I'd just play money line both situations. A couple things to address. First of all, Kelly, I don't mind you speaking for me because ninety percent of the time you know what I'm thinking. You're accurate unless it comes to running in uh, inclement <laughs> weather. But other than that, I would agree with you. Uh, by the way, the 80, 82 AFC Championship game just looked it up. Minus nine degrees. Wind chill? Jeez. Minus 59. Oh, they froze. The they Chargers are yes. frozen. They, 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 look, I, wouldn't gotten, be... I wouldn't have gotten off the plane. I would have said, I'll just wait here until you guys come back tomorrow. I know Dan Fouts wanted to win the Super Bowl. He's like, let's get the hell out of Dodge, <laughs> boys. Get back to San Diego. So, look, it's not going to be that cold, obviously, for this version of the Chargers if they get to that spot to go to Orchard Park or to uh, Arrowhead. But it just feels like you're fish out of water. Look, the Jags are 20 to 1. Right, they're already two and a half point dogs to to in their first playoff game here with Trevor Lawrence. If they somehow get by the Chargers here, the same scenario then is for them. They're going to go on the on the road to a cold city, whether it's Cincinnati, Buffalo, or Kansas City. Right? It's good. well, it would be Kansas City because they would be the lowest seed. We're we're theorizing that the Ravens and Dolphins don't win their games. So if they're the lowest seeded team, they would go to Kansas City. They went to Kansas City earlier this year. It did not end well for the Jags. On that Sunday. So I'm with you guys. It feels like 10 to 1. Then you can kind of hedge off the Chargers if they're winning one or two. I don't see a scenario where the Jags get hot and win a couple games in this round of the playoffs. Do you guys? I, I do not. I think the no. Jags are gone uh, come Saturday night. I agree. Me too. Um, by the way, it was a correction 1981, and there were 13,000 people at the game. That's it. It's minus 59 degrees. <laughs> I was going to oh, say, that many people showed up. Wait a minute. They only, that was an <laughs> AFC title game. And they went back to the Super Bowl in 81. That was Ken Anderson was Correct. the quarterback. Kenny Anderson, Chris, uh, Chris Collinsworth. Yep. You can't get a ball and I to go, to go to a game right down the street if you're giving us free tickets I, and, and free booze. I, I got to <laughs> give Bowl, Cincinnati. You got to show up. I got, I got to give my buddy Mike a great line. He's a boxing manager, so he gets access. He knows I'll go to fights, right? Yeah. Any boxing match I'll go Indoors. to. So he calls me up. He goes, ASU's playing Wisconsin last year in the bowl game. And he goes, he calls me up a couple of weeks. He goes, hey, you want to go to the game? I said, yeah, 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 I'm in. About four days later, he goes, listen, I know you said yes. He goes, are you really going? I said, no. He goes, I knew that. He goes, that's why I didn't buy you a ticket. I knew you're not going to go. By the way, would it change it? Because boxing is normally indoors. There yeah. have been outdoor fights, oh, and Vin- they, get, they get cold sometimes. Vinny Mayula's got one of the great stories of all time. We're going to have to get Vinny on the show to Ooh, talk about it. That's called a tease. Caesars, I can't yeah. wait for that one. And whenever you have Vinny on the program, it's going to be a good show. All right, come on back. We're going to put the finishing uh, touches on this edition and take a look again further, maybe at the NFC playoff picture and the numbers of associated there. Come on back. It's Big Bets here on Visa. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for our new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and much more. It is a whole new ballgame. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. We we're going to put the finishing touches on this edition of Big Bets here on VEASAN. We talked about the AFC in the last segment. I do want to get to the NFC very quickly. I think we tried to navigate and find you the best numbers that are out there. I think we showed you why plus money for Kansas City at plus $1.75 might be the best bet on the board, even though it's the shortest number on the board. Because, right. one, they don't play the extra game like the Bills. And, two, if they get to the title game, you could have a hedgeable scenario here if that game against Buffalo is in the Mercedes Dome, uh, Ben's Dome there in the ATL. Now, the NFC is a little bit more clear-cut and more, quote-unquote, traditional. If you're the one seed like Philadelphia and you get that buy, which they have, then you win a game, you're going to play the NFC title at home in the city of Brotherly Shove. No dome, no neutral site. It's old-school football in the NFC. Now, the Niners are the two seed. Look at the difference between the Eagles that – play one less game, and the Niners. It's almost exactly the same. Plus $1.75 for Philly, plus $1.80 for San Fran. That, my friend, is respect in the betting market for a team that has to play one more game, even though they're double-digit favorites against Seattle. Yeah, I, I looked. Philadelphia's had a great season. Uh, limped down the stretch a little bit, but uh, injuries being a factor, that's something that always concerns you. Lane Johnson out for that team, that's a huge blow. San Francisco's been tremendous. What, the Niners have won, what, 10 in a row? Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's talking about this team in terms of the winning streak and how well they perform. But overall, can you believe in Brock Purdy to lead you to a Super Bowl? I think with the talent that they have, I think uh, having a rookie quarterback won't be as much of a hindrance as it might be on other teams. It feels like the AFC, because the quarterback situation with the two lowest seats, Lamar Jackson, we don't know if he's going to play, doesn't look like he is. We know is not going to play. That's why those are the longer shots. Now the, the, and, and then you can kind of project what the matchups will be because we feel like the seeds have a better chance of holding in the AFC. The NFC, I, I'm not so sure. That's why that Cowboy game against the Buccaneers is the 4-5. That's a two-and-a-half-point spread for the road team in Tampa. The Giants are only three-point dogs in Minnesota. That's the 6-3 game, right? Now the Seahawks are prohibitive underdogs as 9.5-10, depending on your book, against San Francisco. So – it feels like we don't know as well who the Eagles might play in that first round. They're sitting back, and they're going to play the lowest seed. That could be the Giants if they win. Now, the Giants just played a quote-unquote meaningless game yeah. with a third-string quarterback that they called up from the practice squad. It would be Daniel Jones. If you believe the Giants can beat Minnesota, could they really upset the apple cart and win two games in this postseason? Probably not likely. Uh, look, I understand the affinity for the Giants. I had them at plus four when they played Minnesota earlier this year. Now the nine, number is three. 
Minnesota was eight and one at home this year, and the only loss was that Dallas game, correct? Yeah, forty-three to three. Look, I understand the whole world's on Minnesota this weekend. I'm sorry, on New York. I, I like the Vikings in this game. So do I. I, I think they're going to win this game. I got think, some support finally. I'm with you, Kelly. Oh, stop it, dude. All I do is back I, you and everything. No, you, no. I'm, to your point, I feel like everybody's on the Giants. Everybody is on the Giants. No, look, if the number were higher, I could appreciate being on the Giants. Uh, but to me, I think Minnesota is being discounted. You know, it's funny. I have a friend of mine who talks about this from a betting standpoint. It's a great angle. He goes, he'll bet on teams that are good teams to win because he believes in pedigree, ability to win. See, you saw it the other night with Kansas at home in, in their game uh, against uh, Oklahoma. The pedigree of knowing how to win games late and close out games. And I think Minnesota's ability to win games tight and be resilient deserves a ton of credit. You know, you lost at Detroit. No shame in that, the way the Lions played down the stretch. Okay, you had that aberration. You get blown out against the Dallas Cowboys. Lose at Philly. So those are two of the three losses. Uh, and and the other one being, um trying to find the last, and then... The one against the, the Packers. Bay. Thank you. Right. Where, where the Packers were making their playoff push. And, and they were already in. Minnesota already wrapped right. up the division. So and you kind of feel like if it's a close game, they win. If they lose, they get blown out. The Giants don't feel like a team that's going to blow anybody out. Yeah. The, no, I mean, they had – Saquon had like six yards of carry the last time these guys played. I, I mean, it's it, – for me, it would be easy. If Minnesota's defense has been crappy all year. Load the box and make Daniel Jones beat me. Make that guy beat me with his arm. No doubt. And I would make the argument, if you look at the NFC teams, all of them that are, that are available here in the postseason, that Minnesota has the singular best offensive weapon in Justin Jefferson. I think you can make that case. I, Jalen Hurts has been great, but he's not the same Jalen Hurts right now. At least he didn't look like it against the Giants. He's banged up. Brock Purdy's looks fantastic, but like – Okay, Tom Brady, D- Dak Prescott, uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. You know, I-, I think you can make the case that Justin Jefferson is the best offensive weapon out of any of these playoff teams in the NFC. I, people would argue Debo Samuel, sure. Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to tell you the guy. I agree with the team, but I would say that actually the most dangerous weapon is Dalvin Cook. Ooh, Dalvin Cook has the ability to hit a home run running the ball, has the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, I mean, this guy is an absolute dude. I think Jefferson's the best receiver. I know A.J. Brown thinks he's the best receiver, and Mike Evans is tremendous, but I think Justin Jefferson's the best receiver. For me, it's not even that close as people think it is. I think there's, there's to me, there's separation between Jefferson and Brown. Also, when we talked about the AFC and we talk about the, the top three in the AFC, we're talking about studs at quarterback yeah. and Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Burrow. When I look at the NFC, oh, like, you know, Tom Brady's a thousand years old. I still love Tom, and he's the goat. But who scares you from the quarterback position in the NFC? Well, that's why I think Tampa is the one team that's dangerous uh, in terms of the odds. Thirty-five to one odds uh, for Minnesota, twenty-eight to one for the Buccaneers. Because would you be shocked if Brock Purdy all of a sudden has an eleven no. for twenty-seven game? Not at all. No. Not at all. Right? Jalen Hurts. He's evolved. dinged up. Well. You talking about Hurts? Hurts. Yeah, he's hurt. There, there is far more possible parity in the in the NFC. Absolutely. I mean, well, let, let's think for a second here. Okay, we're talking about there's Gino five Smith. teams. I Gino, think there's five teams. Yeah, yeah. Geno Smith, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, and Jalen Hurts. How many of you would have picked any of those guys to lead your teams in the playoffs if I were to give you 15 guys to draft? How, how many of them are getting selected? Right. One, that, maybe that's, Prescott? That, that's why, again, if the Packers had gotten in, people would have looked at them as a dangerous team because of 12. Because yeah. Yeah. I said they'd have the elite quarterback, right? So you look at the NFC, I think it's wide open. So, yeah, I don't like the Cowboys number at 5-1 to one to win the NFC because are they really going to go on the road and beat Tampa and or Philadelphia and San Francisco? Well, I mean, I, even as a as a diehard Cowboy backer, and I've got tickets on them to win this conference, that road is just too tough to hoe, I think. Well, listen, when future Hall of Fame visitor like the rest of us, Eli Manning, could take teams on the road and win, I think anybody's got a shot. I mean, this is where I, I, I think I'm going to back the Cowboys more than Davis. I do think the Cowboys, we saw it this year, they have the potential to play very, very good football. Look, if they run the ball first and throw it second. Look, if Dallas... I mean, obviously, I'm hoping the Buccaneers win on Monday night. But what? the reality of it is, when you look at this Dallas team, it would not shock me at all 
if they won three games and got to the Super Bowl. I don't think they will, but it's not the same situation where I was really impressed with Cincinnati last year being able to do it. I yeah. think this is a different scenario. I think because you're lacking at the most important position in football when you look at these other teams. I know Hurts has played well, but Lane Johnson not being on that line is yeah. a huge factor. Uh, the Philly defense, to me, still has some question marks. I, the, the one worry for me, again, as a Cowboy backer is, look, I, I know that Dak has not played great and he's a lot of intercept. The offense doesn't bother me. It's the back four. It's the corners. It's, you know, everybody that's not named, you know, Trayvon Diggs. So it's like those other guys have to step up and be really good or else Dallas is going to go home. Like, I know that the Buccaneers can throw the football. If they can, if, if 11 can't get home, that's going to be a tough game and more higher scoring than people might think. And then if, if Dallas is fortunate enough to get through that, can the Vikings – or excuse me, can, can the Philadelphia Eagles or the Niners – exploit Dallas in the back four. A.J. Brown's a concern, right? But, like, if you run the ball first, I'll take my chances. Yeah. But if you throw the ball against Dallas, you, you can get to that back four. The only team in the NFC I don't see being a threat is the Seattle Seahawks. And that's why the longest odds are 31. So you think the Giants I, I are think actually 25 the Giants do. Even, if, even to if the Giants got past the Vikings, I don't see yeah, them. You know what? You're, you're right about that. Yeah, Rick yeah. Wall in yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. You're, right? you're right about that. I, I, you're, you guys are correct on that. I don't think the Giants could win three games. But I think the other five teams are completely in play. I think you can make an argument for anybody. And when you look at the odds, five and a half to one on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, 49ers five to one, 35 to one on Minnesota, 28 to one on Tampa, and 12 to one on Dallas. You can make a compelling argument and bet any of those teams to win the Super Bowl, get through the NFC, and then you can take the other side and put yourself in a profitable position. And the way that the, the playoff structure in the AFC is different from the NFC, I do think that the two playable numbers are the plus money of the Chiefs and the Bills. Here, wide open. Yeah. It really does feel wide open. And look, if the Eagles were healthy, I would love that number of plus $1.75. But they're just not. You mentioned the injuries in the offensive line. We know Jalen Hurts is not the same guy he was at the beginning of the year when he was a favorite to win MVP. Good luck, Philly. They get a week to heal up, that's for sure. And then line wait. I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be a blast. Uh, great stuff as always. I'm all appreciate you, Kelly, behind the class. Don't go anywhere. The final countdown is next here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.